Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Take me to the bunny ranch People dying Kill me in the packing house Even you have to win some Wait, put your finger back in your nose. Oh yeah, this is, this is a Facebook classic <laughs> right here. This is going on my Thank Insta. <laughs> All right, no one wants coffee. Nothing like no, that. No, no, you, you gave me a cola already. Okay, yeah. I know. I just like to, although you'll wake up with the cola. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, you know, I'm not awake enough for you? <laughs> so, actually, I, I started rolling about two minutes ago. I have no pride. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Good. I'm just letting you know. It's like, look, yeah. this this is not an interview format. It literally is. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just us shoot, Which shooting is the, the shit. Best kind. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, actually, I should at least introduce you in a uh, in a roundabout way. <laughs> or actually, you can actually introduce yourself. Do you want to do that, or do you want me to do it? Uh, well, if you do it, I'll be correcting you every three words. Okay, so. that's that's kind of what I thought. You seem assertive about who you are. I am assertive. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And not in all areas. I should be more assertive in certain areas. <laughs> but, um, okay. I'm Allie Willis. Yep. I am a Songwriters Hall of Fame, Grammy, Emmy, Tony... Uh, award-winning and nominated songwriter. Not to brag. Not to brag <laughs> at all. I've sold 60 fucking million records. Um, Bravo. <laughs> and I'm also um, an artist. Um, I paint. I sculpt. I do motorized pieces to my work. I build furniture. Um Got into technology extremely early. 1991, started formulating a social network. Oh, you like the artistic Al Gore. Uh, Did oh, you invent the internet? Way before <laughs> he moved his little car onto the superhighway. <laughs> um, my CEO was Mark Cuban. Oh. And between the two of us, couldn't get arrested. 92, 93. We were going to record companies and saying, you know, the... Physical format is going to disappear. There won't be record stores. Radio is going to become less significant. We went to TV networks, said the same thing. No one knew what we were talking about. Everyone tried to talk me out of pursuing this stupid internet. Vinyl's thing. coming back any day now. Any day now. <laughs> any day. So um, anyway, did that like throughout the 90s. Really was the first one ever to use the term social network. Oh, really? Yeah, but you see where it got me. So Yeah, 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 yeah. Aaron Sorkin, where's the check? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Really? Oh, don't start me on that topic. <laughs> don't start me on Aaron you Sorkin. You know, stealing an idea, having so, we're talking about Zuckerberg, no yep. conscience about anything. The things that stopped us um, from forming a social network were, what about copyrights? You know, how is someone going to get compensated? Um, yeah, you, all should, you, kinds should have, of, you should have not thought of that. Yeah, all kinds of legal <laughs> issues like that. And he just, he A, stole the idea, and then B, said, fuck you to everyone. Oh, you know what? And he, You know what? He's a billionaire know. and you're not. So. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. But I have the morals. Yeah, there you go. So. Exactly. And you live in comfortably. How far will that get me? Yeah, exactly. Well, you're living comfortably. <laughs> you got a gorgeous house here. I just Thank got a tour. You. Nickel Thank tour. You. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's very uh, kitschy. Yes. Yeah. I um, am always referred to as the queen of kitsch. Yes, I, I read that. I, 
I, I used to take offense at that because the collection started off really as serious stuff, like 1950s through 1970s. Um, modern atomic, yeah, kind of retro or, or forward retro kind of thing. Yeah, before yeah. anyone yeah. was doing it. I mean, I started buying this. You, stuff you have in a the museum, 60s. right? The, well, this is the museum. Uh, dig it. But uh, the museum actually was just online. But everyone keeps calling this the Allie Willis Museum of Kitsch. But the official <laughs> name of this house is actually Willis Wonderland, named after my second hit, Boogie Wonderland. Yes, yes, so. I am very. Familiar familiar yes i love that i know yeah no i'm i'm, I'm a fan okay. what do you what do you think i've been doing all afternoon <laughs> you know <laughs> listen to a lot of earth well, wind and fire i must say you look very charming and that headband is killing me thank you <laughs> and i'm totally impressed at your nails because i was looking just like that i know oh did you clean up for me or did you I, do it for I yourself clean, i cleaned up but it did such a horrible job i should have just left them as little spots little little, yeah, little like just little scratchies yeah. and nubs. but i'm very impressed. Oh, thank you. But the headband really oh, is, is ma- going to make me happy this whole time. <laughs> good, good. I wish all of you could see him. A little pink it, headband. It, it, pink and... headband. Yeah. No, you know, I don't even have long hair. I just kind of have to, I still <laughs> well, have to get out of my face. Well, that's what's so though. hysterical. <laughs> that he's got these few little stalks little, sticking little, up. Little wisps. <laughs> little, little wisps. You know, well, I'm just kind of oh. used to it kind of just being completely out of my, I, I used to have hair down to my tits. And really? I, yeah. And I, I put it in like, a man bun and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once I cut it all short, I still kind of didn't like any hair like in my face. Yeah. So this this was my my solution. I I just do a straight. No, it's good. I mean, as you see, I have not made a decision. Yes. 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 Audience, you should you should know this. Have her hair. <laughs> on her left side is right, right around her ear. Yeah, and above the, other half above the uh, right around right above around, the right ear. Around, yeah, right around the ear. Yeah, and uh, the other one is nearly down to her tits. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> so and the back is shaved oh, partially. The back is, oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, couldn't See? make a decision there. Yeah. This, by the way, happened in 1983. It was an accident. I, I had no. It was. I had a. I had really long hair, like almost to my waist, long curly hair, and I finally said, "I can't deal with this. I'm getting a haircut." I go, and I had always cut my own hair, so I go to some fancy place in Beverly Hills. They give me a fucking haircut. Like, so this was 1983. They gave me a Farrah Fawcett, you know, where it flips oh, back. Yeah, yeah, the feathered stuff. It, yeah, yes. Yeah. Which, A, was 1974. I don't <laughs> like to be behind on anything, let alone you're <laughs> screwing with my hair. Mm-hmm. So I locked myself inside for 31 days until my friends did an intervention and I experimented with one side. I just started cutting it and I thought when I get to a length I like, I'm going to chop the other yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. You just match the other side. Like, yes. yeah, you just cl- kind of close one eye when you look in the mirror. Anything? Like, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it was so traumatic. And then, my, do you know who Bud Court is? I know that name, yeah. Okay, so Harold and Maud. He yes. played Harold. There you go, yes. He intervened. He said, I don't know what's going on in that house, but <laughs> we're getting you out. And I love, love, love bad movies, like really bad movies. Oh, really? Oh, we can go into that. And I had organized a group that I then was trying to cancel because it was in the middle of the hair dilemma <laughs> to go see a movie that was just opening called Rhinestone starring yep. Dolly Parton yep. and Sylvester Stallone. Yep. Literally one of the in my world, greatest pieces of shit you could imagine. <laughs> it is so unbelievable. And I had the whole thing organized. And he said, you're, you're coming to this. You you're organized it. And yes, so I, and go to, go I to went out because of a rhinestone. <laughs> and not one friend made a comment. It was like it was as natural <laughs> as could be. So I thought, okay, screw this. I'm leaving it. And then every time I've been tempted to cut the other side, it's like, what am I doing? The only way anyone recognizes me is because of the hair. <laughs> so you've been doing so. this in 74? No, 83. Oh, 83. In 80, 83. Yeah. Yes. In go. 83, they gave me a 70, 74 70, haircut. There we go. There we go. <laughs> now, the good news is that I did get to meet Farrah Fawcett. 
uh-huh. who ran up to me at a party and said, oh, my God, I love your hair. And I got to tell her it's because, <laughs> because he, it was her hair. Fuck your hair. <laughs> <laughs> so that made it worth the 31 yeah. days of trauma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, it all, it all pays off with Farrah Fawcett. Oh, definitely. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm so hot, I'm glued to this chair. Oh, That's yeah, all good? I can say. Yeah. <laughs> yes, by the way, we're, um, we're at Allie's house. And uh, there's no air conditioning. Yeah. So she's actually more concerned because about it than me. Because it's broken, not because I don't have air oh, conditioning. Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, it, there the we go. The system is being replaced. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I know. And there's a heat wave coming starting tomorrow. Yeah, believe, believe me, I, I'm actually kind of sunburned. I was uh, I was at Disneyland for 10 hours <laughs> Wait, yesterday. You sunburned? Yeah, this, this is me sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it as a Halloween disguise because yeah, it's not exactly. working. Yeah, I can still go as Casper. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was outside for 10 hours yesterday oh. at, at Disneyland. It was my girlfriend's birthday. Oh, so so then did, you have to do it. I got to do it. Got to do it. We, we rode oh. 22 rides yeah, my, oh. my, my my ankles are swollen and yeah. my toes are clubbed because right now. so hot. It's hot and walking around. Yeah, we, Disneyland we, kills me. Yeah, no, we ate dinner yeah. at the the Pirates uh, restaurant, oh, yeah. the Blue Bayou. <laughs> yeah. I I actually had my shoes off under the table and nobody <laughs> knew it. Look at it. <laughs> it is like gotta, it's yeah. it's a rough trip for adults. Yes, yes. Yeah. And no, and only that it was like like nine adults. So it's oh, like yeah, wrangling worse. nine adults. Yeah. So yeah. you have to constantly look around, make sure everyone's together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, we made it happen. We made it, we actually had an excellent time. Well, we, girlfriend's birthday, you have no choice. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Yes. It, it's got to be pulled off. Yeah. So you know, so. she she had a good time. I I get to hang out with all of her girlfriends without their boyfriends. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, but then it's also I'm mean, I'm hearing them talk about like you know. They're, you know, not just their cycles, but also like poop, <laughs> like pooping and shit like that. Like, it's kind of just like, you know, like, I was just, in the, I was just in the bathroom and these girls were talking. And I was like, oh yeah, you yeah. guys have no idea what goes on I know, in know, the female ch- world. Chicks are crass, man. <sighs> well, we have to be because bodily what happens to us that you guys get away with scot-free. You don't have to go through any of it. Well, listen, our, our sex organs are on the outside, so you know, don't give me yeah. that. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, and many of you have to deal with the little snip, but you're yeah, young but, enough that you don't I'm understand. Just, I'm just, I know, I mean, like, I, I'm this, I'm old enough to understand. I'm nearly yeah. forty. All right, like, give me <laughs> that's a, staggering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That in and of itself <laughs> is overwhelming. I know. I make everyone feel old. Whenever people ask me my age, I'm like, you don't want to know. Like, really? Like, yeah, because they always see me as a nine year old. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and it's like, no, no, I'm thirty eight. <sighs> I'm 38 and a half. That's what I always say. Incredible. Yeah. But you still have a totally baby face. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I age well. <laughs> I'm like a fine wine right here. Like, yeah. You know, I'm not even a fine wine. I'm grape juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I like grape juice better than wine, though. So. Yeah. You know, I, I like them both equally. What can I say? Oh, my God. <laughs> So, All right, um, fire away. Well, yeah, I wrote down a couple of things because honestly, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> well, so, I'm so happy you have a podcast. Oh, you meet yeah. right, right? No shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote down some things, and because I, I, you know, like did some research and listened to some music Very and all good. stuff. So I heard you did a TED talk. I did two TED talks. First, um, first of all, the original TED. Uh, which was Wait, the first? A <laughs> yes, there was for ten years of Ted, and then oh, I thought the you were talking about a dude named Ted. <laughs> oh, I did Ted for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's totally possible. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. just just forgot. Seventies <laughs> were a long time. <laughs> um, so yes, the first ten years of Ted talks were a whole different thing than it was now. Yeah, now they do like these like satellite Egg, versions. Yeah, and TEDx yeah. and all of yeah. that. Um, the original one was actually subtitled the, the Genius Conference. Yeah. And the audience had to be invited as well as the speakers. <laughs> Pretentious. So it sounds great. The whole, <laughs> but it was absolutely fascinating because everyone there was a, just a, incredible. So I did the first one in either 94 or 95. First one for me. And then I did one in 97. But it, but what's that process like? That's that was kind of like where I was going because I was like, yeah, like it seems like it's kind of a shit show a little bit. Or was well, it easy? Well, again, breezy? you can't compare what it is now to what yeah, because it, it seems like now you have to jump through a lot of hoops. Yeah, the thing that was incredible in the '90s is that so few people, relatively, were 
understood what digital technology meant, what interactivity was. So if you were there, because everything really uh, involved digital, whether it was medical, whether it was entertainment, It was whatever. very future-speak kind of stuff. Totally yeah, future-speak. Yeah. So like... Um, I did like two main speeches, but I was also on panels. And what was it about? Was it about like digital music technology? Well, my thing was that I had started trying to do a social network, gotcha. which no one understood what that was. So I was explaining how I felt the nature of the internet was truly social, that it wouldn't hit its potential Till people understood you could communicate, you could collaborate. The whole point of the internet and the world wide web is that everyone's connected. So yeah. the more connectivity, the more it makes sense. But back in those days, they thought the, the mainstream thought that the hope of the internet was just businesses had another place to advertise. Mm, yeah. So, you know, it was everyone not... Was, everyone was trying to monetize it. Yeah, the, it wasn't yeah. like a popular thing to say, no, no, this is social in nature. And that it won't take off... Until someone creates something that's friendly enough mm -hmm. where people can truly connect. I mean, that's what it was all about. Happened. It's all about like kind of interfaces, really, like, yeah. you know, like user friendly kind of things. Yeah. Like, and know. there were very few pop artists, very few, um, especially record. Well, yeah, records, the only ones who were at the beginning, the only pop music people beginning would have been 92, 93. Prince, hmm. David Bowie, uh, Peter Gabriel, Thomas Dole. I was going to say everyone's dead. But <laughs> uh, no, there's a few. There's there's a few a, yes. still alive. Oh, God, that's true. I know, Oh, right? my God. But Thomas, thank God. <laughs> Todd Rundgren <laughs> and me. And they were all like big recording artists. Yeah. So I felt at the time I was doing the more revolutionary stuff. They were doing more. Not Thomas. He was an exception. More like CD-ROM, so yeah. all of a sudden you could read someone's bio and you could see the lyrics. And, you know, where mine was all this ethereal, no, we're going to be collected, uh, connected in this big, like, cloud-like thing. Yeah, and then we could all just click on it and get, get your songs. Like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that it would truly be a place where people live. That's what was so controversial yeah, yeah. about what I was saying. But it is. I spend more time online than in physical space yeah oh, I, I spend more time online than i talk to my mother and yeah. the rest of my family combined yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so um but <laughs> we were yeah, yeah, yeah we were just we were too early um but i i love that i can say that mark was the ceo because then they know okay she was not full of shit this was like the real thing mm -hmm. they were just too early yeah you know yeah and he his theory was never put your own money into it my theory, unfortunately, still is, <laughs> which is that why I relate to you being a bad business person. Thank you. Wait, I, wait, wait. I, yeah, well, I well no, that you get a little help. <laughs> yes. That it helps. Listen, I'm I, am a bad. I am financing my own company. No, yes. I am a bad <laughs> business person because I finance all of it. So it leaves me in an eternal 21-year-old broke state <laughs> but it keeps me fresh yeah and listen you always and i have freedom you always got the kicks from the residuals and all that kind of stuff too yeah you know, and it's i always have nice been to blessed come with a couple songs that you could beat them to death they will still not go right away. They, honestly they're catchy earworms oh my god yeah no I, I can, i'm actually hearing it right now good yeah i'm actually not listening to you this is actually some earth wind and fire in my my earbud right here <laughs> <laughs> well and some of the songs i didn't want it like the friends theme Yes, which no uh, by, one. by the way, audience, like this is the lady that wrote the Friends thing. Yes, <laughs> like yes, but the Rembrandts. But no one connected to that song. Wanted anything to do with it. <laughs> I, they originally they weren't going to have a theme song because no one thought the show was going to be a hit. Mm -hmm. And um, I was in the midst of all this internet stuff. I was trying to get out of my publishing deal because mm -hmm. I wasn't interested in doing anything linear anymore. And every time I thought I had fulfilled my quota, they would say, well, you know, you may have written this with one person, but there's 10 people in the group. So all the names, everyone's like getting a cut. So it finally got down to I owed a seventh of a song. <laughs> and they called me up. They said, there's this TV show, not going to be a hit. If you know, the, the music has been started. If you come into it, you will be out of your deal. So very reluctantly, I um, you do the lyrics. I yeah, I did the the lyrics. Usually, I write both music and lyrics. Yeah, gotcha. I was gonna but go this, there. Yeah. I would do anything. Did to you get do out the claps? The deal. 
I didn't do the oh, class. Oh, dang. I did. That <laughs> happened while they were recording. I'm pretty sure that was my co-writer, uh, Michael Skloff. But um, so we wrote this theme and I was like, thank God I never have to write music again. Last thing I ever thought would be a hit, either the show or the record. And um, the day that it came on the air, the show exploded. Yep. And there was a disc jockey in Nashville, I think, who had made a cassette of the 45 second theme. I was just about to say, he probably just like held up a yeah, cassette. Yeah, he did. Like a, like he a, held like a, it up a tape to the, recorded to the television. Yeah, he <laughs> held it up to the TV. And then he played it back to back that night for 45 straight minutes. And they got so many requests for what is that song? Listen, Where can I love I get that song, but I, would, I, I don't think I can do 45 minutes. I can't do 45 seconds of it. But, you know, I, 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 truthfully at the time, I thought, this is the whitest song I ever wrote. If anyone ever hears this, it will destroy my reputation. Earth, wind, and fire. Two, two, and by the, the way, reverence. I'm white. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, thought it would destroy my reputation. But who cared? No one would ever hear it. Mm -hmm. And then it became the biggest airplay record of, I think, 1994. Four, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I know, right? So, and that thing, you know, you can't kill it. Every time, you know, I, I, I see the show at least two or three times a day, like in passing. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it'll be yeah. there for you. It's, it's there for me. <laughs> so you have a, you you've won a couple of Grammys. Yeah. Well, I have officially won one, but many things I've done have won the Grammy. OK. But I always get credit for a little more awards than I've actually won. Um, first one was for the soundtrack for Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Neutron, Neutron Dance. Neutron Dance. Yeah. It's a uh, red song. Yeah. Pointer Sisters. Yep. And uh, Stirred Up, Patti LaBelle. Nice. Uh, um, who I just hung the phone up with when you uh, got here. Oh, you hear that, Patty? She <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> she, she was the first artist. It, it, my year was uh, 1978 when, it, when people started noticing me. And she was the first to uh, like kind of regularly start doing my songs. But the last one was for Beverly Hills Cop. So it's been all that time. And then I got an email that said, like in capital letters, Patty LaBelle looking for Allie Willis. Uh -huh. So I actually spent the last like few weeks writing some stuff, which was great because sentimentally for me, you know, she's the one. Yeah, yeah, it's a throwback. And I'll just tell you two little things yeah. about that. Um, so she heard some demos of mine because uh, some of my friends had a group called uh, formerly the Harlettes, which was Bette Midler's backup group. Uh, oh, that, yes. I know this. Yeah. Yes. So they had the same producer as Patty. They brought my songs, which was literally some of them weren't even piano vocals because I couldn't afford to make demos. Some of it We're doing was in the like, bathroom, no, tapping pencils together to keep the rhythm and mm -hmm. singing to it like just embarrassing. Couldn't even stuff. afford a bathroom. <laughs> uh, don't start me on those stories. So um, anyway, so Patty heard some of these and she paid for me to come to San Francisco to put my songs down. But actually, like with a piano player. And um, she said to me when I got there, I have a friend who's here also recording in the studio and he needs lyrics. Now, I didn't like just writing lyrics. And I thought, I'm finally with the big shot. I don't want to be like sloughed off to the friend. Yeah, Mr. Lyric person. <laughs> so I avoided going in the studio that she kept telling me to go in. And then on the third day I was there, I'm walking down the hallway and the door to that studio opens and a guy walks out and I go, oh my God, that's the friend. And I duck into the bathroom. <laughs> Next thing I know, bathroom door opens, clump, 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 and there are two male feet, <laughs> no more than a foot from me, like under the bathroom the stall. stall. Yeah. I'm on the toilet <laughs> and I hear um, uh, th this guy, all he said to me was, Patty said you write great lyrics. Lyrics, you know, come into Studio B. That's a good, so, that's a good impression. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Except you don't know who I'm talking. I know. About I don't say. I'm, I'm assuming. Close, I'm though. assuming it's pretty close. Anyway, <laughs> so I thought, oh shit, which was appropriate. I was on the toilet. Yeah, yeah there you go. I like it. I like and it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I went out. I walked in. I'd never seen that many keyboards before, so I knew something was going on, but I had no idea. She never mentioned his name or anything. And he immediately starts giving me tracks and we sit across from each other 
for about an hour and a half. And I'm just like, I want to get out of there. I want to get back to the star, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he had four songs he needed lyrics to. So we are blasting through this. And in the middle of it, he gets a, self, uh, a call. He was one of the first people I ever saw with like a cell phone. Like a big old brick? Yeah, total. Yeah, yeah. total. Did he clip it to his belt? Mm, I don't remember I re- that. I remember people who did that. I that was ju- amazing. Yeah, and it would pull the pants down. Oh, the whole pants yeah, would be down. They'd just try to have it like a horrible. gunslinger. Like, pew. Well, this was early. <laughs> this was really, it was really early. Because um, I got my first cell phone in 83, and I'm pretty sure I got it the day they came out. <laughs> You're always, always but, on the technology. Yeah. Anyway, so when he gets on the phone, it's the first time I have a chance to really look at him. And I go, holy shit, it's Herbie Hancock, uh-huh. which I had no idea about. So I ended up writing about a third of his album. Amazing. Patty started regularly doing the stuff. So between Patty Herbie and a friend of mine sleeping with someone in Earth, Wind, and Fire, <laughs> who then told them about me, it led to Earth, a, Wind, and Fire. You don't sleep your way to the top. To the top. You I your do, friends sleep yes, their way to the top. I do not then, have yeah, to yeah. do that. My friends yeah, sleep, do. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, happened. Sleeping way to the top by association. It's happened quite a few times. <laughs> I am so thankful for all my friends' sex lives. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's exactly. incredible. <laughs> but um, anyway, and that's how it happened. So at the beginning of 1978, I was on food stamps. Um, I was getting, you know, Cal- Medi-Cal, which was California Medical yeah, yeah, Assistance. Yeah. And by the end of the year, I'd sold 10 million records. <laughs> but I still was on the food stamps and the medical assistance because the money is so delayed. Yeah, yeah. So Sucking on the government's teeth. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and a bunch of the red tape of the record industry. So oh, it's a little. Uh, well, that's uh, choking. Yes. 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 The, the sucking is, you know. <laughs> yeah, the sucking and choking. Yes. Uh, at the same time. And choking. <laughs> Maybe that was with the 10 years with Ted. I know. I, I know. know. Yeah. I, I should call oh. my girlfriend. Have you heard about the <laughs> sucking and choking thing? This is great. <laughs> Guess what I learned today? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so, oh. but you you physically own a Grammy? Yes, I can sh- tour where, you. Where, where, up where, with do, the where do you keep it? Um, I never used to keep it anywhere, and in fact. It used to be a very ugly award. Then so many people complained about the ugliness. It turned into what it is today, which is the gramoph- larger. The gramophone. Thing. All, yeah, it was always a gramophone. But the bottom of it was this distressed, which I'll show you. Like it had these black lines through it. It looked like a cheap bubblegum toy. And, and that's the one you have? And that's the one that would you I have, have. Would you have it any other way? No. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. but when they send you the award, because you don't get it at the thing. You get to hold it, and then as soon as you're off yeah, stage, yeah, you don't, your name's not on the plate. Yeah, or anything. they take it back. Like, yeah, they just, they pretty much just have one that they but keep on. But when they <laughs> send it to you, the horn, the gramophone part isn't attached. Like you literally have to screw your own what award that, together, yeah. and <laughs> the nameplate had double stick tape on it. Oh, you know fucking shit. Yes. So I thought this is the I videoed myself opening it, so I do have proof of this. And it's like, this is the cheapest piece of shit award. And so I used to joke that it looked more like a pencil sharpener. So I actually drilled a hole in the back and and inserted. Yes. And then they heard about it because they used to talk about it a lot. They got very mad with me at at me. So I kind of the the NARIS, you know, the organization. So I kind of patched it up. Um, Just in case they came by for a surprise inspection. Yeah, no, you can actually still see there's like a little, you can see where it happened. But um, so I got that Grammy uh, that same year. Boogie Wonderland got a Grammy, but it doesn't go to the writer. It goes to the arranger. Gotcha. gotcha. And then year before last, The Color Purple, which I co-wrote that musical, that won the Tony. But that goes to the producers. But how how does the show get it? And then the writers who created it don't get it. But yeah, whatever. So you have one Grammy in the house? I have a Grammy in the house. Well, I'm just saying, do, what do you do with it? Like, so is it just kind of like, no, is it with your trophy collection? Uh, let me like, tell yeah, you. Yeah. When you get to a certain age, 
If you have achieved anything, you start getting every award there is. I've won more awards in the last 12 months <laughs> than my whole career put together. So now there's a whole are you, are you stash to feel, are you of them. you to feel your age? Oh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, yeah. Everyone it, thinks you're going to like die any minute. It's unbelievable. <laughs> no, I joke about that. Like, you know, But I'm getting things as obscure now as... Most distinguished alumni for my sorority. Um, I'm going back in uh, in about three weeks to. I went to University of Wisconsin. I was a journalism major. Uh, go Badgers! Yes, good for you. I know what's up. All right, so um, so I'm getting most distinguished alumni from the university, and then I go straight to Detroit, where I'm from, and I get the very first legends award from my high school and a lot of people came out of my high school but it's just like um i think especially with the hall of fame thing mm -hmm. it, it kind of heightens the whole thing so this year i kind of feel like okay i'm finally like they're at least recognizing yeah. that i exist yeah only been in this industry for forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you know songwriters in the music industry it is total bottom of the rung which is very mm. distressing to us songwriters because there would be nothing without the songwriter yeah you're, but, you're the person that everyone cheats off the test off of you know, not the, only that yeah, i yeah. always say look at movies mm -hmm. where do music credits come they're after the caterer. They're after the dog <laughs> trainers. They are the last thing. What the hell literally. is a key grip? You know, <laughs> everything. The, you know, the assistance to the hairdresser, and you know, yet the songs in certain movies. Like, where would Flashdance be without songs? Yeah, yeah, you know? no shit. Yeah, put so loose. You know, yeah. yeah. So whenever I'm in a movie and I see anyone else sitting there, it's they have to be related have to ever, someone who did the songs. Have you ever uh, thought about turning your awards into like? earrings well i have massacred a few of oh the yeah awards. have you cannibalized them for I something can, yeah started with the grammy <laughs> and um it's like so i'm grateful to get them some of them are so hideous looking and here's what i learned this year if you do not show up like this is not probably for like hall of fame or grammys but other if you don't show up, you don't get the award. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, a lot of these like it's. Uh, I just presented at the AMAs. And yeah. It was two of the three people that were nominated. Like one of them was Drake or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, um, uh, they weren't there, so you know, it's. I, I was really, really hoping to accept the award in their honor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, Drake, call me. Yeah. <laughs> Ring a ding. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Got, I, I have your AMA. That's. But no, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm sitting on stage with Post Malone, and I'm just oh. like. Oh, yeah. that's good too. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, yeah. I actually was backstage after the yeah. after the show, and uh, yeah. I was just kind of because I don't really know him that well. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know him at all. Like, yeah, I don't know his music though. <laughs> <laughs> I just met him on stage. Yes, uh, but I called him Toast. Oh, and he he I called from across like this, like we were smoking outside, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, Toast!" toast. And he came over. And he was like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" He totally didn't realize I called him Toast. <laughs> that's good because yeah. he was probably. Yeah, no. Oh, he was. Oh, he had different sippy cups in his hand all night long. Oh it was God. like, yeah, he was. He was going for it. Incredible. But also, he showed up, so he won like twelve he awards. Got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. If you don't win, you don't get the award. Yeah, yeah. That's how everyone got cable ace awards in the eighties. I, <laughs> I have a cable ace. Ah, I have done. it. It's that's there. <laughs> I have. It was for an HBO thing. Uh, yeah, it's shaped like a spade. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, like it's a teardrop. Silver. I have or one out yeah, in the yeah, dining yeah. room. Uh, <laughs> I have for, to see. Uh, Cable Ace. Actually, I'm more impressed by that than the Grammy. No, I have a Cable Ace. Um, uh, no, there's quite a variety of them. And then come in like plate form. Like, you know. uh, I've only gotten one of those and it broke immediately. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, where the fuck am I supposed to put a goddamn plate? <laughs> yeah. No, give me something that stands up. It takes a relatively yeah. small amount Yeah, of real something I can put on a shelf that's like, you know, doesn't need a thing to stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or, yeah, no, A third no. party. I don't, I don't like those yeah. at all. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, I don't mind awards that I can eat off of, though. <laughs> well, that's, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's yeah. practical. Yeah. It's a practical I'm not nature. a homemaker, so it's pretty much paper plates yeah, yeah. all the way. Like just awards that are like like silverware. It's just like a fork, <laughs> a knife, a spoon. Like, it's like, it is a fun Wouldn't it be great if it was practical? Yeah, exactly. Like a shirt. Yes. Like but a, it was, you know, yeah, exactly. something. Like, at least like in hockey, you get the Stanley Cup. People can drink out of a, oh. a gigantic cup. Well, those are, the sports awards are heavy, dude. Yes, yes. You know, they're not like eight inches tall. Like but yeah, but they, you know, 
at least, like is. I said, the Stanley Cup has a functionality yes. to it. Like, yeah. yeah. But you then know. you have to give it back. I know, but, still, not but still, you could actually drink it out of it, though. You know, that's <laughs> or <laughs> do anything I, 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 I could make soup out of it, like, with it. You know? <laughs> if I knew I had to give an award back, I'd be doing a lot of oh, things. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, yes. That, 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 that thing would smell very different <laughs> when I gave that back. <laughs> oh, my God. I did have an amazing thing, though, happen at the Tony's. And I shouldn't be saying this in public because I will never give this back. So we're on stage. Did you steal a Tony? (laughs) Well, I stole something having to do with it. There we go. Go on, go on. So we're on stage. And, you know, Broadway show, a lot of people involved. So Mm -hmm. there's easily 30, 40 people on stage. Uh And uh, so Oprah is one of the producers. So as we, you know, they make the speech, which was the head producer and Oprah, um, and everyone starts to walk out and I'm directly behind Oprah. And you know, the per- when, when the person, when you read the award, you know, there's this the card, card yeah. thing and, um, it's got the nominees and then you open it up and said, and the winner is yeah. the color purple. So the girl who is like, you know, those little girls that they have on stage who kind of, they yeah, don't, they, hand they the just, they're the escorts. So, yes. Or yeah. Yeah. So she's standing there and she's waiting for Oprah, obviously. And she has this card, which is a substantial size and it's very thick. And she goes to hand it to Oprah. Oprah's talking. So I go like this, like a snake. (laughs) And I grab the card Mm -hmm. and I shove it right under my jacket. (laughs) And it's sitting in my dining room to this day. So I can show that my show won the Tony. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But it was meant for Oprah. I know, because they usually... And I stole it. Yeah, usually usually they give you the card as a souvenir, like uh, the winner. And it's like, you already got the award. Yeah, Yeah. no, if my co-writer... So wait, you, stole, I had you, that? you stole from Oprah. Yes, I did. Yeah, proudly. At a girl. Yeah, at a girl. Because yeah, because yeah, you. Oh, I guess you worked for Oprah in a capacity. So yeah, you. Do you oh, deserve it? Yes, exactly. You deserve yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This is what I get for working for Oprah. <laughs> at least I got a card. Uh, um, I have to take a break for uh, a couple of minutes. My yes. my girlfriend has been calling me. And she, okay. I think she's locked out of the house. Uh oh. So let's take a fiver. And so fiver. we're gonna, we're going to cut to a commercial break uh, or voicemails or something like that. Be right back. Goodbye. Hello, and welcome to Meditation Minute. I'm your guide, Louis Prada. I normally begin by asking you to take a journey with me, but you already are if you're listening to me right now. See, I'm recording this impromptu episode in my car while stuck in heavy traffic. I thought this would be the perfect time to teach you how to reach and maintain serenity even under the most stressful can you fucking move your car? Go! Stop looking at your phone! Go! I'm sorry. As I was saying, I thought this would be the perfect time to teach you how to reach and maintain serenity even under the most stressful circum- Motherfucker, see what happens if you don't stop riding my ass. I'm going to stop short, hold my neck, then bleed your ass of every penny you've got, Mr. I drive a Tesla. I'm so sorry. Again, as I was saying, this is the perfect time to teach you how to reach serenity. Oh, look at this asshole. Look at this asshole. Hey, 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 asshole. Pay more attention to the road and less to your phone. No one wants to talk to your stupid ass anyway. Hey, you talking to me, bro? Yeah, you're damn right I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. Oh, God. He's coming over here. Oh, he's enormous. Oh, he's like four me's tall and eight wide. Oh god. Okay. 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 Just um. Okay. Um. Uh. Yes. Yeah, uh. Hi. Uh, hello. Uh, hello, sir. Bro, let me talk to you, bro. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm all ears, sir. I've had a super chill day, bro. I don't want to spoil it by going to jail for beating the shit out of you. Understood, bro? I, I very much understood. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good, bro. Now apologize, bro. Uh, okay, but uh, do you think that maybe this would be the perfect time to teach you how to reach and maintain serenity even under the most stressful circumstances? Apologize, bro! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't do it again, I won't do it again. That's what I thought, bro. Now get the fuck out of here before I beat your dumb ass. Yes, sir, right away.
I hope this guided meditation has brought you the serenity you seek. My name is Louis Prada, and this has been Meditation Minute. Namaste! And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. So I have it in my notes because I, I read your bio. Yes. And it said you're a renowned party host. Absolute Number one skill. Number one skill? Number one skill. And I'm so happy to have met you because you are definitely on the list. Oh, now. fantastic. All right. I'm actually a great guest. Now, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I hope the nails don't change. And please wear the headband. Oh, of course. Okay. Headbands, Hawaiian shirts, and nail polish. That, that's me. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. No, I was admiring the shirt. I know. My girlfriend got it for me. It was one of her first presents. She got it as a gag. And now all I do is wear <sighs> Hawaiian shirts. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. No, it's great. And I, I only wear like vintage or in the style of. Uh, so I definitely approve of the show. Uh, do you know about Weird Al Yankovic's uh, collection? I am very good friends with him. I just had him on the podcast uh, last so week. So I heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love him. He is a party regular. He, oh, nice. Yeah, party he's such a regular. He's a, such a sweetheart. Really yeah. sweet. Yeah. No, he is. He's very shy. Yes, he that's is shy. And honestly, God bless him for getting on stage with me because we actually did it live in oh. front of like a hundred something people like, oh. at that place Largo. Oh. You know, yeah, oh. yeah. So God bless him for doing yeah. that because also like I only know him in passing. Like you know, I've only yeah. met him like three times. No, he's a really sweet guy. Yeah, I was in a parody band. Really? Yes, I was in the Pizza Underground. Oh my God! It's who knew vel this? Vel Velvet Underground songs about pizza. Oh God! Yes, like instead of waiting for the man, it was waiting for the delivery man. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It, it's, wow. It, it, like, pizza says. How long? Uh, <laughs> how long did you do that? For? A year and a half. Holy moly! I know. I should send you my stuff. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, please do. Honestly, you would actually I'm gonna make you perform it at a party. Yes. Yes. I. I, I actually. I can throw it your way. You okay. Know, yeah. It's. It's our uh, unreleased Pizza Underground album. Yeah. I'm would be <laughs> proud to receive it. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can crush it. I, I, I can, oh my god! Yeah. But my parties, I'm yes. The, here's the thing: as a songwriter, just a songwriter, I was very frustrated because I was very visual, and um, it in the '80s, it was, and I'm sure before, but for me, the '80s, it was not encouraged at all. That you would be a multimedia artist. Like mm -hmm. if, if you were primarily a songwriter. Well, yeah, stay in your box. But you also painted, you would never be referred to, even if your art was the most brilliant thing in the world, you would always be a songwriter mm -hmm. who also painted. Yeah. And the only artists that could kind of get past that hump were massive. Mm -hmm. Prince, Madonna. Bo Bowie. You know. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Otherwise, if you were, you know, down in the bottom somewhere, that you were never going to get recognized for it. Mm -hmm. So I moved into a party house, which I got this about one hour after I realized I had a hit. Like, the very first one was September, mm -hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire. And um, I found this house. I, I couldn't really afford anything, and it was in the valley and I didn't want to go to the valley, but I took one look at this because it looks like a pink boat. Yes. You know. Yes, it does. And All these uh, round edges on the outside. Yes. You know, and yeah. then they told me that it had been the MGM party house. And I, I grew up, my parents threw a lot of parties. So um, I just thought, well, I have to live in the party house. And what I realized was that as frustrated as I was artistically, because it was so hard to get recognized for crossing over into different artistic fields, that if I threw parties, I could do everything from design the invitation, I would build sets, I would cast fictional characters to run games that I had invented. Mm -hmm. You could set up a stage, everything, DJing yeah. and stuff. And the back porch of yeah. this house, which is actually the front of the house, the architect yes. turned his houses around for privacy. Um, that was officially a stage. Mm -hmm. So it still is mm -hmm. at these at these parties. And I pride myself on my friends, not just because I wrote the theme song. Uh, but, nice <laughs> reference. <laughs> um, but I am, could be as intrigued with a plumber as I could be with a movie star. Yeah. Yeah. If your brain is in a certain place, 
that's what attracts me. So one of the things that really works about the parties is that there's people in all strata. Yeah. But everyone knows they are there because that's what's a, they're that's, creative. That, that's, a, that's a good party. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a really good party. And I it can get, be really boring if it's a bunch of the same people. No, it's the yeah. same. And then you got the caterer and you got the band. This is not what makes a great party. No, exactly. A great it's, party it's is providing the right environment the right people to then have their heads explode and also get some catering too i guess and the (laughs) get get some food you know yeah oh (laughs) food is so important yes it is when i walk into a party and it's not even halfway through the party and there's one fucking chicken wing laying yeah yeah and you know some salad that looks like someone threw up in it it's like what what are you thinking (laughs) food food so i do gluttonous Amount. I always have so much left over during, like, yeah, my soirees. No, yeah. I do too, and I give people literally doggy bags yes. to take. It's like take home. the sushi; it's not going to be good in like yeah. two hours, <laughs> right? So, but yeah, gluttony. Yes, gluttony, and and the key for me always candy. Now yes, I, I noticed you have bowls of candy everywhere, everywhere in your house. Yeah. Everywhere. I just realized when I was walking out of the room, I was like, oh, there's just a gigantic Ev- bowl of Tootsie Pops. Everywhere. Yeah. And there are different stations for different yes, kinds know, yeah, of candy. Yes, I know. That's what I noticed. That's what I mean. There's like one of a mixed bag. Yeah, one Tootsie M&M, Pops. Peanuts. You know, here's one, some yeah, Kit-Kats. All <laughs> over. And usually in every room, I don't keep them here in the studio because I would just be at it all day. But even... So do you have diabetes? No. Oh, okay, good. Thank I God. am a modern <laughs> medical phenomenon. <laughs> I am like, I still have my 21-year-old basically dry. Nice, yeah, yeah. I have the typical things that you can't, you're going to get arthritis. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> prepare. And especially in this um, generation with all the hand stuff, yeah, yeah. Our, our thumbs were not made to text. And <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that particular habit, you you may oh God, you may as well be sending out a gold invitation, solid gold to arthritis. Yeah. It is coming, and no one escapes it. Oh my! What did you just do? Holy! I'm cracking my knuckles. Oh, for even her. more, even more than yeah. I used to do. But yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind you of stuff. See my toes, juice. No, and the hips gonna go, and the knees gonna go, and Can't you know, wait. I was someone who would like you know run into walls. I was just wild. Yeah, I was gonna ask, what's it like to be 71? <laughs> it is, it is mind-boggling. Yeah, mind-boggling because. It only dawned on me maybe 10 years ago that I wasn't the youngest in the room. (laughs) And I work regularly with like 20-year-olds. And it is staggering to me because I never thought it would happen to me, which I think is how most people Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what's been happening to me. And I only woke up to it maybe 10 years ago. And, uh, but then I think about it and I think, first of all, look at how many people aren't still here. Yeah. So this whole Bowie, thing. Bowie, Prince. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Amazing. All the people we listed before. Yeah. And tons of, like, I can look at photos. I'm the only one here. Yeah. You yep. know? So it's like aging is actually an incredible thing. If you can kind of blank your mind to the inevitable physical stuff yeah. that's going to start to happen. Like one day you look in the mirror and you go, whose body is that? Oh, believe me. I'm just like, I'm already at that place where I'm just like, where'd this wrinkle come from? It, it, uh, staggering. Like, just like, oh gosh, like where, where's, <laughs> what, what, what's this armpit thing going on over here? <laughs> but I decided early on, early on, because I would watch my friends, especially the movie star ones. Mm-hmm tormented they hit 40 and life was over oh goodness and i thought this is not the way to live and listen you, if you're in show business long enough either you turn into an asshole or you go crazy i mean that's usually that's true that's usually or you become iconic one of them well uh, yeah but even the but everyone ones. has the same underlying thing of you cannot believe that it's not you i'm yeah. someone who archived so much so i constantly live with my 20 year old self 30 year old yeah, 40 yeah. So I still feel like I'm all those people, mm-hmm. but then you kind you of look, look different. <laughs> yeah, you. It just takes one look in the mirror, and yeah, it's yeah. like the myth well, explodes. I mean, I'm still, I'm still the same person, but I just look different. Exa- you know? yeah. yeah. Except I got this wrinkle thing going on. You know, I have, <laughs> well, I, I, have, I have two ulcers now. You know, yeah, pass in your seatbelt. Yeah, is I know. All I'm going to say it's it just starting. It's just starting with me, and I'm just turning the corner at forty. But I want to say. It, 
if you asked me, like, when does it really hit? I thought it was hit, would hit at 40, and I only had one day of trauma, like the birthday. Then it was like, fine. 50, you think it's going to be that the world is over. 50 sailed through. Mm-hmm. 60 is when the medical stuff starts okay, happening. And thank God I've had nothing serious. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, the hand, the wrist aches a little bit. Yeah, the, you know, those aches and pains. Yeah. And, you know. However, seventy, mm-hmm. which I never ever thought. I thought I am going to escape this. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> seventy is when it's the first time I ever heard. Like I'm still in touch with like grade school friends and high school friends. It's the first time I ever heard any of them who are not in show business at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bitch about the age. Like, <laughs> oh my God, can you believe? But then I, you know, I look around and you think, you know, a lot of people aren't here. Mm-hmm. I still have. You're diff- spry. You know? Yes. Yeah. No, no. You, no. you have life and energy. And here. I'm mm-hmm. someone who lives on junk food and candy. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that that is the key yeah, yeah. to successful You, you said you're not really a, a drinker. Uh, no, but I am a marijuana smoker. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah, yeah, like I don't were, wanna, you, were you ever a drinker? Never. I yeah. never, if I drink, um, it will be like a Bloody Mary because you get the celery and the olive. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. an eater. Yeah. So if the drink includes food, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can go there. But it's, it's don't waste so your gla- money giving gla- me drinks. A glass of whiskey with just a pickle in it? Like it's just I like, would eat the pickle. <laughs> that, vodka's the only thing I ever kind of warmed up to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, because it came with food yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not a drinker. But smoking, I did start when I was 30 which is when I had my first hit. And um, I, you get so, po- well, you know, you get so popular so fast mm-hmm. after people not knowing, you know, who you are. All of a sudden, you're the toast of the town. And so I was starting to get hundreds of tracks mm-hmm. sent to me. Again, I didn't consider myself just a lyricist, so that got a little annoying yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. But I thought all of a sudden, oh, my God, I'm writing with Stevie Wonder. I'm writing with Bob Dylan. I'm writing with, you know, these amazing mm-hmm. people. But I would churn out sometimes five, six songs a day. I mean, for four years in a row, I got over 100 songs cut a year. Oh, jeez. I was a machine. Um, and all while getting high. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. Then I wasn't smoking during the day. Uh, but gotcha. someone told me if you smoke marijuana, you could fall asleep. Mm, yeah. So it started that way at thir- 31. That's what happened to me. Like, yeah, I used to smoke all day long when I'm in my like, 20s and even my teens. Yeah. And then I hit 30. I started smoking. Now I just I fall right asleep. Like, I, I can't oh, I, I can't wish. function. Quick, you know, yeah. No, to me, it went the other way. I started falling asleep. Then I realized, oh, especially writing lyrics, you enjoy it a little more this way. And then Quaaludes came out. Oh, yeah. And I was so not a drug person, but I was still broke. And so, you know, there was this doctor downtown you could go to and you could say, I'm anxious, I can't sleep, and something else. So they would give you Valium. Mm Mm-hmm. Quaaludes and something else. And then I would walk into a studio and everyone would want them. I would make my money. I only did it twice. Uh, I only did it twice. So you're admitting to be a drug dealer. I only did it twice, (laughs) but it got me through some tough times. Yeah, yeah. And the Quaaludes, someone said, you really have to try. It's the only drug I took that I don't remember what I did (sighs) when I was on them. And it would last so long. (laughs) It was, well, with me, it was, I have a really high tolerance, which is another reason I don't do Mm -hmm. this stuff. Like I'd need 10 drinks before I got even felt tipsy. And then it would, I would be too far away. Well, during the club, I'm Irish, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Well, then you have it, you have it in your blood. You have a pickled liver. Oh yeah. So I, I I drink a (laughs) bottle of wine before I got here. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm Jewish. It's like Manischewitz, you know? But, um, but I did try the Quaalude and I went, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm. And it was in a very only lyric writing phase. Yeah, Yeah. And I did a total of eight over a period of a couple months. Quaaludes. Oh, gotcha. And I just thought if this is what it's going to take for me to still be interested in songwriting, 
yeah. I, I either need to quit the songwriting or I need to quit the, 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 <laughs> or the, the, the uh, yeah. quaaludes. And so I quit the quaaludes, but it was a blessing in disguise because then it led me to want to like paint and direct and do like all this other mm-hmm. stuff. So the marijuana is the only, that's my that's only what, that's, what, that's your vice. vice. Yeah. But I, let's just say I like it a lot. I, I roll really nice like cowboy joints. Like, you know, like, oh, uh, I'm like, a really stinky joint roller. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you do? You do a bong? What do no, you do? no. A pipe? I, I have, and I've tried edibles. I really wish that Those I Those knock me the fuck out. For me, it either takes me nowhere or a couple times it's taken me so far it was the most unpleasant yeah. experience. Yeah, exactly. I, w- I went to a wedding when I had an edible. And I didn't really quite realize it was one of those gummies. Oh. And then I was just like the quiet guy in the corner. Yeah. Like, with, like bug-eyed. Like I was just like, no, oh, I'm, usually, I'm usually great at weddings. I'm hilarious. Yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden I'm just like, you know, staring at my sh- like shoelaces. Yeah, you know? no, I hallucinated twice. Nice. <laughs> oh. I have to show you my favorite thing in my collection. Okay, yes. Okay. I just have to walk yeah, eight feet. All right. Yeah, we're, we're, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a long cord anyway. It, it is horrible that I keep my most precious thing Sammy in the Davis. most horrid plastic bag. What is it? Okay, I'm going to show it's you. It's a Sammy Davis. It's a plastic bag, yes. a Ziploc bag. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, is... but, but really a, a completely overused Small zip. Oh yeah, no that 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 looks that looks uh okay a- aged. <laughs> most people from the size of this and it, that it's in a little box, guess that it is his eyeball. I was just about to guess that. <laughs> yes, it's not the eyeball. Wait, I shouldn't. I thought it was gonna be a glass eye at least. You know? Yeah, no, that would that would probably be a little better than this, but no one else owns this. This is... Is it like a tooth? Sammy... No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy Davis Jr.'s Mm -hmm. very last stash of marijuana. Uh, That's amazing. And there it is. Kind of no smell Uh, Yeah, it has virtually no smell. This was... And it looks like like oregano. Yeah, his... But look, lots of stems and seeds. Yeah, oh, that's from the era. Mm-hmm. And so he, this was in the official, oh, I, oh, I did that once, I almost had a heart attack. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the, the uh, Woody Allen, uh, uh, Eddie Hall, the, uh, sneezing yeah, on the cocaine. The yeah. Yeah. Yes. So a friend of mine at the Butter, he, all his estate was auctioned off at Butterfield and Butterfield. Mm-hmm. And my friend bought his drum kit, says Sammy Davis Jr. in it, and listed in the catalog was Sammy Davis Jr.'s drums and last stash of marijuana. He used to keep it in the kick drum. In, yeah, yeah. He would hide it that's, in that's the a kick good, drum. That's a good place to stash it, yeah. So they do not smoke, mm-hmm. and I do. And so they, they gave, gave it to you? To me. That's so cool. So this is my favorite thing, and I owned hundreds of thousands of pop culture memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that no one else has this. Yeah, that's that's pretty rad. And I was uh, lucky enough to be invited to his house once. Okay, I'm going to tell you one story. This is kind of my favorite show. All right. Story. Um, and I'm going to be very brief with it. Don't no one touch that. Yeah. Oh, God. Watch the, watch the cats coming. Yeah, exactly. You don't think it's nip. You know? So I, when uh, my Earth, Wind & Fire stuff first came out, mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr., huge Earth, Wind & Fire fan. And a Boogie Wonderland came right on the tail of September. And I had written three quarters of, that, of the album that uh, Boogie Wonderland was on. So um, one of my friend's mothers was uh, the Davis's interior designer, did their whole house. Yeah, yeah. So she, she, and she, and Sammy Davis to me as a kitsch lover, I mean, the man was truly talented, but as a kitsch lover, mm-hmm. I was in ecstasy. Yeah. Over him. The can- yeah, the, <laughs> the candy man looking at. Oh, God, the candy man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hated it at the time. I know, but now. I literally include it in my live shows now and do sing alongs <laughs> to it. It is so genius. Anyway, I get invited over to a barbecue. Mm-hmm. Small, maybe 15 people. And um, where he was, they had a 30 foot L shaped. Gucci couch, mm-hmm. like an L-shaped, mm-hmm. 15 feet, 15 feet Gucci couch. And right at the end, there were these glass doors, and they opened right up to the pool. 
everyone's in the pool. I'm not. Would not get into a bathing suit. <laughs> and the only other person who wasn't was maybe four feet away from me on the Gucci couch, Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. Eating, she was at her absolute most grotesque, and she was eating uh, barbecue spare ribs, and so had sauce just completely smeared all over her face. And A, I wouldn't get into the bathing suit. B, are you kidding? I'm next to, like, Elizabeth Taylor sucking ribs down. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving this. I need to see this. So I'm, like, watching everyone frolic in the pool. I'm hearing, like, these slurping and sucking sounds. Like, I was kind of scared to look over, but I was aware of the presence. And I'm just kind of daydreaming. I'd never been to a Hollywood party before, so this was, like, Yeah, surreal. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. I would have been 31, I guess. And um, the next thing I know, it was, like, whoosh in front of my face I, I didn't realize what it was something flew by me and I look first of all I look down and I've got a wet foot a tiny wet foot in my lap mm-hmm. and I look over and there's Sammy Davis Jr. stretched with foot in my lap holding Elizabeth Taylor with his fist down her throat and she had obviously swallowed she was, the rib bone. She was choking on a goddamn she, rib bone? Yes. Oy. So he is literally fist-fucking her in the mouth, <laughs> like in and out, in and out. I'm the only one who realizes what's going on. Everyone's frolicking in the pool. And all of a sudden, he gets the rib and he holds it up Ta-da! like an Olympic yeah, yeah. medal. <laughs> but it was done with such precision, there was no way this was not a regular occurrence. Yeah, yeah. It's like he <laughs> had it down. And I, who realized... You did, know, you she sa- had, did you save the rib? You should have saved the rib. Well... The rib bone. As we're leaving, uh-huh. I say to my friend, I'm with the, my friend and the mom... And I say to them, I, excuse me. And my friend knew what I was doing. So she follows me into the kitchen and I'm going through the garbage. I'm going to find that rib bone. <laughs> if it is the last thing I do. And her mom walked in and said, you can't, you cannot do this. Yeah. You have to, you're you coming a, with me. Yeah, you can't yeah, be a garbage you, person. You can't <laughs> do this. And so I left. But the fact that I witnessed this between two of the biggest icons yes. like ever. Yes. Um, was unbelievable, but I was immobile. <laughs> but it sounded like she'd done it before. And totally, totally. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, yeah, that, that, that yeah, like he, I'm sitting next to where I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. He spots it from the pool. Yeah. <laughs> but I had, so I had the wet foot. There, there's, My pants there's Liz were choking soaking. on the bone again. <laughs> and um, it was unbelievable. And she went right back to eating, by the way. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. So... <laughs> Kills um, me. Uh, we should wrap this up because we've been on for <laughs> four like, hours. For, for like yeah, longer longer than I normally do an episode. But you're so great. Well, you are great. No, this is this is a, this has been a lot of fun. I want to have you back on as well. Like you know, we'll no we'll, problem. We'll do what it again. I want to come to your parties. Week. Yeah, oh exactly. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I have to wait for the air conditioning to be done. Then whole new alarm system. I just thought if I'm doing it. I'm just going to Might as well do just it. do the whole thing. Um, but absolutely, when I start up, yes, you're on the exactly. List. No, I, I would love to. I would be honored to come to your right. parties. And it's been an honor to have you on the show. And an honor to meet you and to be on yeah. your show. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. So <sighs> Vice versa. Yeah. So thank you very much. And uh, oh, do you, you do any like social media or anything like that? Yes, do I am. Do you want to plug it? Yeah. I'm still resentful of <laughs> <laughs> that I controlled myself in the 90s and didn't screw people over with their copyrights. So was not the one to have the social network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, I, I you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, do, uh, Twitter, what it, what, I stopped. What is, uh, what's the, like, address uh, kind of stuff? Allie Willis. A-L-L-E-E-W-I-L-L-I-S. It, it, it's, it's kooky. One it's word. a kooky spelling just like you. You're a goddamn Absolutely. kook. You're like everyone's favorite aunt. You know? <laughs> I, I am told that all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know. I can tell. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm the younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for being my younger Thank sister. You. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Voicemails. We're always getting voicemails. Eight, four, five, easy E. Hoax. I said it's eight, four, five, easy E. Hoax. It might sound dumb, but it's not a joke. Easy eat.
Germany listens to your podcast. Many greetings. Bye. Hey, Macaulay. This is Kevin McGee from McGee. And I just want to say I hope you had a great time in Los Angeles at Bunny Ears Live. Doing the live nice. I was hoping I spelled hopes correct. Think of a playing card, any playing card. I went to the doctor a few days ago. Do you got it? Everything went good. Seven o'clock. Just saying. So my doctor's appointment was yesterday, but then also it was free ice cream day at Dairy Queen, so I got a free ice cream cone. Hey, this is Daniel out of Colorado. I just want to say... uh, Better thank Kevin Smith for my subscription because I was uh, I was googling his podcast and I saw one with you and I was like, holy shit! I thought that guy was fucking dead. So anyway, I'm glad to hear that you're not dead. You have some great content out there and uh, be well, buddy. You know, maybe me and you we can go out to Zips and get a Zip Burger. Just be sure you bring money with you. The Zip Burger and battered fries cost eight dollars and seventy three cents. My name's Michael Gibbons, and I'm going to be a father. Most likely within the summer of 2019. Okay, well, I'll let you go. Bye. Find me, gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. You are freaking lumberjack! Oh, my God. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.